Storehouse Dallas. Hebrews 6 and Mark chapter 4. The Lord's just really had me camp out in the book of Hebrews and, and Mark chapter 4. And it's something, scriptures that we're familiar with, but it's one of those things where Jesus, when he was talking in Mark chapter 4, he made a lot of effort to say, listen to me closely, this is very important. So, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, says this, Do not be lazy. We don't want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Through faith and through patience. Now, I like audience participation, as you know, if you've heard me preach a couple of times. So I would like you to, to, to repeat after me, faith and patience. How does one inherit the promises of God? Very good. So through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. Not only is that what we do, but if we're struggling with what that looks like, Hebrews chapter 6 tells us, imitate those who've successfully done it. So open your Bible and look at people who through faith and patience inherited the promises. So you can see what that looks like for you. My main point today, well, let's open to Mark chapter 4 verse 20. And I'll tell you my main point. I like a little bit of build up when I preach. Mark chapter 4 verse 20. And we're going to come back to this later as I'm speaking. Mark chapter 4, verse 20, this is the parable of the the sower sowing seeds on four different types of soil, and then Jesus is explaining it. He says in verse 20, he talks about the fourth group, and I'm just going to give you a little spoiler of all the different groups that Jesus is talking about. You want to be the fourth one, because those are the ones that produce fruit. Those are the ones who inherit the promises. Mark chapter 4, verse 20. Others, like seed sown on good soil, say good soil, they hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. 30, 60, even 100 times what was sown. Okay, so my main point today is this. We saw in Hebrews chapter 6 that receiving the benefits of God's word, receiving the promise, receiving the breakthrough financially, emotionally, physically, any breakthrough that we're looking for, it is obtained, it is enjoyed through faith and patience or perseverance, some of them say. Both faith and perseverance involve submitting to God's process of growth and refusing to shrink back, okay? So, Mark chapter four, I wanna point out something, verse 20 here. Those that sow the seed on good soil, they hear. How many have ears? Hear. I'm hearing the word. I'm hearing the word. But there's something else they got to do. They've got to accept it. They've got to grab onto it. They've got to say, yes, that's true. Yes, that's for me. Yes, God is true. And everything else that I see, that I feel, that I'm experiencing right now, if it does not line up with what God's word said, what I heard, don't accept it. Amen? Okay. Mark chapter 4. Jesus gives us a couple of keys right here. Very important keys 
to understanding this question, how do I inherit the promises of God? How do I get this breakthrough that I've been waiting for? How do I understand the kingdom is another way to phrase that question. How do I access the kingdom? Mark chapter four, verse nine. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So the first key to understanding the kingdom and what Jesus has to say right here is pay close attention. Listen to what I'm saying. And then in verse 10, he was alone. The 12 others were around him. They asked him about the parable he just told. And he told them, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. So say this, the kingdom of God, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to me. Okay. If you believe in Jesus, if you follow Jesus, and he says something to you that you don't understand, and you say, Jesus, what are you talking about? You can be assured of this promise, the kingdom, the secret, the mystery, understanding exactly what he's saying, that belongs to you, okay? So you can ask with confidence, God, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know, why am I not getting the breakthrough? Da, 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 what's going on? What, you said this in your word, but I don't understand. Rest assured, if you ask for understanding, he's gonna say, listen, relax. You're gonna get it. But keep listening. Pay close attention. I love um, the New Living Translation in this same chapter of verse 24. It says, pay close attention to what you hear in the New Living. And the closer you pay attention, the more you'll understand. Are we paying close attention? Lord, give us understanding today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I know this is a familiar passage, but it's foundational to understanding and accessing the benefits of the kingdom of God. And some of us, again, have been in that place of, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, but where's the breakthrough? Or some of us have been, I'm hearing, I'm heard, I'm kind of done. And there's really, Jesus gives us the exact reasons why we may be experiencing those things. He gives four different types of soil, and that represents us. So you have the sower who's sowing the word. You have, and the sower is the messenger. In this case, it's Jesus. He's sowing the word of the kingdom of God. In this case, today, Sunday morning, it's Matthew Esquivel. I'm the sower right now, scattering the seed of the word of God to you. And there are four different types of people that are hearing this message today. Number one are those represented by the seed that's scattered along the path. These are those that they hear it, and Jesus says, and we can actually turn there, Mark chapter 4, verse 13. I'm going to skip down to verse 15. Some people are like the seed sown along the path, where and as soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. So people hear it, it hits them on the outside. And just kind of bounces right off and lands on the lower part of our right abdomen right here. And it's just kind of sitting there and Satan comes. He takes it away. He eats it. He throws it aside. These are people when they hear a promise of God such as we're crossing over into a land of prospering. 
I am the Lord God who heals you. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth, and he adds no trouble to it. There is freedom in Christ. You don't have to be a slave to sin, but you can be a slave to righteousness. You can break out of those patterns of oppression and, 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 and uh, of the evil one. And we hear those words and we say, mm, you know what? Hasn't worked for me. Don't believe it. There we go. Bounces off. Satan comes and takes it away immediately. Or it's those that hear the word and their frame of reference is so focused on what they've learned in the kingdom of darkness, of lack, of oppression, of sickness, of torment. Their framework is so centered on that, that this is how life is going to be. They've made a decision in their minds that that's how things are going to be. And they hear the good news of the kingdom and it doesn't sink in. They've already made a decision on the inside. I don't care what this guy has to say. This isn't going to work for me. And they lose all the benefits of that promise. The second group of people that hear the good word, the good news of the kingdom, are the rocky, represented by the rocky soil. These are those that hear the good news of the kingdom, that hear the promise of God, that hear a promise of blessing and breakthrough, that hear, that read the word and like, oh, Jesus, he, I don't have to live under this junk anymore. And they get excited. They come here. They come up to the front. They're jumping up and down. They may fall out in the Holy Spirit. And they go and they tell all their friends. They're super excited about it. And then two, three weeks or months later, trouble. Oh, we got trouble right here in Dallas City. <laughs> oh, Lord, this is so hard. Oh, Lord, my friends are mad at me. They, they're like, you, you've joined that church that just is a cult and wants all your money. And I like when people like me and they don't like me. And this, ah, this is hard. And then they fall away. The seed doesn't take root. So they get excited about it when they hear, but it doesn't go deep. It doesn't go deep. And the only way for the word of God to go deep is to let it keep getting in your soul. Day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day. You're sowing the seed of the word into your heart. You're sowing the seed of the word of God deep into your soul. You're meditating on it. And you're saying, God, your word is true. Your word is true. And you're reading the promises of God. I've just actually stumbled across this little Bible promise book. There's a number of these. There's actually a ton of apps that you can find on your phone about the promises of God. And this is by David Wilkerson. I think someone was giving away books, and I just grabbed it one day, and I, I stumbled across it. But the title is interesting to me. It's The Jesus Person Pocket Promise Book is the title. <laughs> and so I just call it The, the Jesus Promises. Um, that's a little easier. But 800 Promises from the Word of God. It starts out with like, here are the benefits of the blood and it just lists all these scriptures on the blood. Like, yes, the blood of God. I've been, I've been washed and cleansed from my sins by the, by the blood of Jesus. And I just soak in, I marinate on this and ah, oh, I may be feeling guilt or condemnation, but Jesus, your word, 1 John 1, 7, the blood of his son, Jesus, cleanses me of all sins. Thank you, Jesus, your word is true. 
And I do it day in, day out, and I let it sink deep in my heart. But if I hear that good news, if I hear the word, I get excited about it, and I'm so, oh, I, I don't take that daily time and discipline to let it sink into my heart. When trouble comes, when people stop liking me, or they accuse me of, no, you got to feel bad for what you've done. God hasn't forgiven you. You're this, you're worthless, and I just, ah. And I experience no benefit of that promise. The third group, the thorns. They hear the word, but worry, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other things come and choke it up. So they've been hearing the word of God. They may come and hear the word of God every single Sunday. We hear this message. Matthew, I hear what you're saying about the kingdom and tapping into the kingdom. I hear what you're saying that we've been seated with Christ in the heavenly places and that all the promises of God are yes in Jesus Christ and that they belong to me. I hear what you're saying about breakthrough, about blessing, about salvation for my loved one, about freedom from this, from this sin habit that I've been struggling with. Whatever it is, they hear it, but, they're, but they go back and every day of the week they're focused on what the enemy is doing or what the world is saying or what the, 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 the pain of the circumstance in front of them. And, and, and that's what they begin meditating on day and night. So they hear word of breakthrough. They hear word of, of, of blessing, but then they day Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they're like, up, oh, bank account, very discouraging. Up, oh, still in pain. God didn't heal me. Up, oh, my family member is still running away from the Lord. I'm so discouraged. God's not going to do anything. All of these things are, I'm still struggling with this sin. And it just, I, there was promised breakthrough, but I'm still in this pattern. And they focus on that and they've accepted that is true. And it's choked up the sermon that Matthew preached on Sunday, which I hope is you find very good. The last group we already read. Here's what's different about the first, the fourth group. They accept the word of God. When they don't understand, like those that receive the word on the on the along the path, they don't understand. The enemy comes and takes away. They don't understand. Even when they don't get it, they say, God. Your word is true. I'm accepting your word. When things get hard, when things don't look like the promise of God, and when people stop liking you for believing it, they say, God, your word is true. I accept it. When fear when the deceitfulness of sin, when sin tries to lure you away and, and, and it's, you feel that pull in your heart, ah, Lord, this, ah. no, your word is true. Your word says I'm not a slave to that anymore. Your word says that I should, sin shall not have mastery over me, that I am a slave to righteousness, that I'm the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. This is who I am and this is what defines me. They accept it. They hold on to it in the, in the, in the midst of whatever they're going. See, because every single one of these groups of people, all of them, all of them, all of them here. 
They hear the same message. They read the same Bible verse. They listen to the same sermon series. But those with good soil, they hear it, and they say, God, you are true, and your word is true for me. And they go on hearing, and they go on accepting God's word. I just want to speak from my heart for a little bit, because... um, I'm a human being just like every one of you, unless there's some extraterrestrial being in this room disguised as a human. You're doing a great job, if that's the case. All of these things the enemy tries to throw at us, including Matthew. And I praise God for my wife that stands on the word of God. And that reminds me what's true. And, and, and I get tempted, just like you do, to look at the situation in front of me and start to interpret that and to accept that is truth. And it really takes a conscious, deliberate, and consistent rejection of the lie of the evil one. And a constant, deliberate, consistent acceptance of the word of God that's true. So I just start filling my head with the word of God. I keep on hearing. I keep on hearing. I tell you, I'm like listening in my car to sermons. I'm like going, reading the Jesus person pocket promise book. Um, I'm reading the word of God. And I'm like, God, I don't see the reality of this right now. But I'm, and I'm even just will be weeping because I'm realizing, oh, Lord, there's like unbelief there that you're dealing with. I reject the unbelief. I accept what is true. Jesus, your word is true. And I stay with it. And I'm, I'm pleading with you as a pastor and as a friend today to stay with it. Because it's not just by hearing a good message one time and getting excited about it that it causes you to inherit the promise. It's through faith and patience that we inherit the promise. So some of you are like, well, you know, I may be group one, group two, group three, whatever it is. But some of you may actually be group four. You're like, you are good soil. You're like, you're doing what I said. And you're, you are hearing it. You're accepting the word of God. But, there's, but there isn't, you're not really seeing the fruit yet. Um, I want to encourage you today, um, first of all, to do what I've been saying. But secondly, we may be asking, why haven't I seen it yet? And I think Jesus gives us some insight here. In verse 26, Matthew 4, or I'm sorry, Mark 4, verse 26. The kingdom of God is like a man that scatters seed on the ground night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, even though he does not know how. All by itself, say all by itself. The soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the kernel in the head. And as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. So what we see here, a similar parable of a farmer sowing seed night and day, night and day, night and day, night and day, getting in this word. Okay, because I tell you, the accuser of the brethren accuses us before God day and night. 
And thankfully, we've got a high priest and intercessor who continually, day and night, makes intercession for us. So Jesus is praying, Tracy, God, send Tracy, the Holy Spirit, to get it, to stay with it. Send your spirit to Elizabeth. Send your spirit to every person in this room to get it, to hear it. But it takes us to accept it, to continue sowing it in our hearts and saying, yes, Jesus, your word is true. And then over, over time. 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 The soil produces grain. Some of us I want us to, to, I'm trying hard not to focus on what the enemy does all the time, but I think we need to be aware of his devices. And I think one way the enemy really tries to get believers to shrink back and cower away from the promise of God is to get us so focused on the relief of what we're feeling emotionally. We're so focused on what's that conference I can go to? What's that sermon I can listen to? What's that inner healing session I can go to? And boom, it's gone. And when we go to those things and it doesn't happen right then immediately, our hearts are discouraged, our hearts are disappointed, and we say, gosh, you know, I've tried that thing and it didn't work. I got no relief. And I'm telling you today that God, he wants to give you relief, but he wants to give you, he wants to teach you as a son to stand in front and confront what is happening around you and to release the word of God in confidence that what you say in agreement with the will of God will come to pass. God wants to build you and to train you. God doesn't want a weak army. God doesn't, he's not going to, take people into the promised land that are, are not in faith, in agreement with his word. An entire generation of Israelites had to die out because of their unbelief. And they were so focused on, ah, my stomach is hurting. God, give me more food. God, I feel disappointed or this. I'm tired and I'm weary and you're not doing this. You're not doing that. And they let that become their framework and they make a decision in their hearts to turn away from the voice of the Lord. They've hardened their hearts and Satan snatches the word away from them. Guys, I am so burdened for this. Because I see believers that have been in church through, for years, that have been through programs, that have been through conferences, that I mean, and I watch them, I watch them encounter God and have a real experience with him. And they think that that one experience is enough to carry them for the next 70 years. It's not. Now the memory of it energizes us and we look back on it and we remember, oh Jesus, I remember how you encountered me that day. Oh, I loved it. And, it, and just the, the sweetness of that encounter can sustain you um, when things get difficult. But it also takes an agreement with, oh, here's what the Lord said to me that day. 
yes, Lord, you said that, 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 that the blessing is happening. You said that breakthrough is happening. You said that you, you're the Lord that heals me. You said, Lord, that I will experience freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You said, Lord, that I'll receive this in your word. And, they, and, they, and you continue to let that sink in your heart. And they keep accepting the word of God is true, no matter what their circumstance is saying. It's those people that go the long haul. But the people that say, well, I got encountered at that conference or at that sermon. And they just kind of coast through life and don't actively day and night continue to sow the word of God into their soul and to accept it. They fall away. I have good news. That doesn't have to be anyone in this room. Jesus, he's given us the secret of the kingdom of God. It's God's good pleasure. It delights the Father to give us the kingdom. And we don't want to let the enemy come in and look and cause us to continue looking at what he's doing or what's not happening and cause us to harden our hearts and turn away from the word of God. Just this last Thursday, we had kids up here up front, had a little enactment and illustration going on. And we had this verse, um, Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. And it says, um, um, it says to keep the word in your heart. If you'll listen to my words, if you'll keep them in front of you, don't let them out of your sight, but keep them in your heart. That was the exhortation because his words bring life to those who find them and health to a person's whole body. So we got to keep these things in our heart. We got to treasure them. And here's what happens as we continue sowing day and night, as we continue. And, and, and I want to he- hear my heart. There's, there's times where you got to wrestle out that emotion, where you got to be raw with God, where you've got to say, God, I'm really, like, I believe, help my unbelief. <laughs> you, you know, there are tears. There's, there's inner healing. There's like, I mean, I just went through, I, I've, I've submitted myself to each one of those processes. Um, but um, but there, there's still a, a time where the crop comes up You've sown in the crop. And you're like, oh, it's come up. It's come up. But like you want the whole thing, but more time comes. And, and you got to wait for. And it's come up a little more over some more time because I've kept accepting the word. And day and night, I'm sowing into my heart. And then finally. A ripened. promise stands before you. (laughs) Things take time and we begin to see them. We're like, oh, oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And it's, and it's, that's, that should get us excited. Um, um, but, but at this point, it's not, it's not fully ripe. Okay. We've got to keep sowing and watering. And waiting, sowing, watering, waiting, sowing, watering, waiting, accepting the word of God. Oh, it's here. And then we reap. 
I'm going to close with just a couple of personal examples. One is related to finances. One is related to emotions. My wife and I and are um, about to go to California for her sister's wedding. And um, how many of you know traveling costs money? Weddings cost money, especially if you're in them. <laughs> I've been in a number of weddings just even this year. It's like, whoa, you know. Um, but, um, but so we sewed. We're like, God, we need you to provide for this trip. We need tickets. We need rental car. We need, um, we need clothes. We need this. We need that. And so we sewed. And, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, sometimes I'm looking. I'm like, okay. Like, Lord, when are you going to bring that? The trip's coming up, you know? And just, but actually within a couple of weeks of us sewing, um, we, uh, we've had somebody, we've had just a random gift of $500 just land in us. And so we're like, Lord, you're awesome. On top of that, because we, we sewed not only for this trip, but my wife, our two-year anniversary is coming up. We're like, God, trips take money. <laughs> Want to do just a really short getaway. Um, but um, but so, so we're sewing for this. That $500 comes up. But also, I'm, I'm conducting my first wedding a few weeks ago. Um, and, um, and I was planning to do it just for free. I was like, I'm not going to charge you guys. A, it's my first time. B, I love you. You know, um, I may not do that for everybody. Just letting you know. <laughs> um. And, and they blessed me with 200 more dollars. And then on top of that, people have been calling my wife like, hey, can you come work at this place? Can you come work at this place? She works part-time and other people have been um, inviting her to come and work and make more money. And it's just like, God, you're providing. You're doing it. There was a, there's a sickle. There's, there's, there's a, see, there's the process of it growing and we're seeing it. Here's the opportunity. It's time to reap. It's time to engage. It's time to do something. It's time to get the plan and to get it back. Amen. So, the next one, emotionally, I've pretty much already uh, I've shared a lot of this um, just generally, but more specifically, 2007, 2008, I'm just like going through a lot of inner healing and deliverance and just like, God, when is this going to end? I mean, months of it are going. Um, actually, over a year of it is happening. I'm like going to ministry school to be full-time campus minister, and I'm like... God, I'm getting deliverance like, you know, every few months, like a demon's coming out of me. What's going on? I'm serious. Like, I'm not joking or exaggerating. Um, and I'm just, I'm so burdened in my heart. God, when's this relief going to come? Um, and it wasn't until that summer at ministry school where I started getting some more inner healing. And even though there was some relief, I knew there was more that God wanted to do. And I said to the Lord, I said, okay, I am in a healing process right now. It's not all better, but God, I trust you, and I'm submitting to this healing process. And I tell you, the next six months were a lot easier emotionally than that whole year prior. I don't want this journey in God to be harder for you than it needs to be. If we will submit to the process of, of God's process, if we will sow the word in our hearts day and night, if we will accept it, 
no matter what's happening. And if you need help to do that, you need uh, someone (laughs) remind me of the promise of God. But you have to make a decision. Don't come up and ask me for prayer if you're not willing to make a decision to accept God's word. It won't work. You've got to engage. So, I want to go ahead and invite the altar team to come up. You may identify with one of these four groups today. You may say, you know, I really have been like that. Those that hear the word that along the path that they receive the word, but they just, they don't understand or there's so much disappointment that I can't even accept it. I can't even hear it. Like I get up and I walk out of sermons when I hear them. Um, but you're saying today, God, you know what? I, I want to stop rejecting your word and I'm gonna, I want to start accepting it today. It's true. I invite you to come up. Some of you may be in that second group where you, you received something, you were excited about it, but time went on, trouble came, things got hard, people started to accuse you or stopped liking you and you just, you just lost sight of it. And it, it. It may have been gradual and you find yourself, you're like, I'm like a year down the road and I just, there's like not even a trace of that encounter that happened. You can come back and be restored today. You can say, Jesus, I'm ready to accept your word again today and to keep accepting it. You may be like the third group that said, you know, there's these thorns, there's these worries, there's these desires, there's this, I'm, I'm focused on desires for sin or, 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 or wealth in a perverted sense. See, God wants to bless us, but, but wealth becomes deceptive when it starts taking ownership of us. When we start focusing so much on the things. See, God wants us to have all the things. All these things will be added if you seek first the kingdom. It's when you start seeking first the things that you've been deceived and the word of God has been choked up. But today you can say, God, come uproot those worries. Come uproot those false desires. I'm accepting your word today. Or you may be those on the good soil. You say, God, I really have been doing this. And, and I'm a little weary, but I just need some infusion of strength from the Holy Spirit today. I'm, I'm choosing again to accept it, but Lord, come and help. Come and help. Come strengthen me. He will strengthen you today. If you've been inspired by this message, we invite you to partner with us by visiting storehousedallas.com forward slash give.